Well, let's start off today with just a couple of uh, strange things that mothers say. Maybe we can get a laugh out of this. Okay, you ready? One woman said, I don't want to sleep like a baby. I want to sleep like my husband. <laughs> One woman was asked about patience. She said, patience, um, that's what you have when there are too many witnesses. One woman recalled a traumatic incident in her life. She said, I've never wrestled a rabid raccoon on speed, but I have tried to remove a splinter from the foot of a hysterical four-year-old. <laughs> and then one um, responded to a request. She said, uh, when can you come see the baby? Uh, 4 a.m. would be super helpful. <laughs> so... The things mothers uh, say, the things mothers do, fantastic. Mothers, love you, appreciate you. If you're a mother here today, could I ask you to stand up? And we just want to say, wow, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you to the ones who are expecting right now. Because you're a mother as well, right? Amen. We are growing the church in many ways, and that's one of them, and I'm so thankful for that. Young couples who are obviously happy. What are you saying? We are going to have a time of prayer at the end of, uh, in just a few moments, uh, for, for our moms. And I'm going to ask, actually ask your mothers uh, to come forward, and we just want to pray blessings on you and uh, favor and kindness and goodness because you, you just give all of that out all the time and we're asking that God just refill your tank and replenish you with, uh, with goodness and, and love. So we want to pray for you at the very end. A few years ago, Lisa and I were enjoying a walk and uh, we, were, we have a small piece of property but it has a creek along the side of it and, and it's really nice, it's just peaceful it's just a, a nice creek where there's rocks and there's babbling, you know, all that noise. And it's just, it's just very peaceful and wonderful. And we were down there and we were just kind of walking and enjoying and relaxing. And I was a few feet away from Lisa. She was a little bit behind me. And all of a sudden, I heard her scream. And I mean scream. And, of course, my first thought is a snake. But I turned around just in time to see one of the biggest spiders I have ever seen right on her leg. I'm not lying, it was that big. It's not an exaggeration at all. And I saw it just in time right before she nearly killed it while she flung it off into the water. And then we watched it float downstream and she was rejoicing over that and I was rejoicing she was still alive and not dying of a heart attack. <clears throat> And it was just, it, it just kind of caught me that in this moment, there is the beauty of nature, there's water, there's creek, there's f trees and bushes and all that stuff. It's the beauty of nature, and then all of a sudden, the other side of nature, <laughs> that side of nature that goes, you better look out, you better pay attention. And see, we, as people, like to have things separated you know, we, we like to have this here and that there, and we separate all of the different things. 
But nature will have none of that. Nature mixes it all up together and says you just enjoy while you're being careful. Be careful while you enjoy. While, while you're observing the, the beauty of standing at the edge of the cliff and looking out over, you better watch out for the cliff itself. While you're enjoying, you got to watch out. And you see that, that mixture of the two in nature. And I, I want to say that is the same exact nature and that mixture in women and especially mothers. Because in a mother, there is this wonderful, grand power where a mother can come to church with her husband and her children, and with one hand she can have it raised up to God saying, oh, praise the name of the Lord, and at the same time she can reach over and pinch her little four-year-old's ear and say, you better straighten up. (laughs) It's all happening simultaneously. And that is the complexity of a woman. Men don't do that. Men are like, I'm all into praise or I'm going to kill you, so just straighten up, you know. But a mother mixes it all up together, and that's the beauty. Thank you for being that way, because we need that. Thank you. We look at this Psalm 84, and I, and I see that same kind of mixture and that, that same kind of analysis. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but the psalmist is writing this song of praise to God and is to, to worship and to glorify God, but he's, he's also writing about the reality of life in which we deal. And he starts off by really talking about favor. He even talks about the birds, how they have a nest, and even a nest that's next to the altar, and then he references back to people, oh God, how good it is to be in your presence. He talks about the favor of God, how God gives even the birds favor, but obviously we are his special creation, and he gives us favor. His favor is on us. His favor is given to us as a gift. His favor is seen and known and experienced in our lives. And his favor is not dependent on everything that's around us. It's not dependent on what's happening over here, over there, over there, over here. His favor is on us in the middle of whatever. So if our country is being blessed, God's favor is on us. And if our country is going through a downturn, his favor hasn't changed. His favor is still on us. If there are families in despair and distraught, His favor is on us. If we make bad decisions, God doesn't go, "Uh, I'm done with you. No, he's still, his favor is still on us trying to pull us back into fellowship and unity with him. And so his favor is very, very real, no matter what is happening. A couple of years ago, I guess, maybe two or so, I basically kind of stopped watching the news. I watch every once in a while. I just got tired of being depressed and lied to and all that stuff. But anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm enjoying being ignorant. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's wonderful. But every once in a while, you hear about this happening or that happening or something, and that's, it's, it's good to be not quite so ignorant. But I'm so thankful that no matter what is happening in this world, God's favor is still on us. In the year 1809, there were 23 wars around the world. I know the world's a big, giant place, right? I mean, it's huge, a lot of people, but 1809, there were fewer. But still, to to have recorded 23 wars all happening within that year of 1809, amazing. And yet, in that same year, William Gladstone 
was born in Liverpool, who would then become four-time Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Alfred Tennyson was born in Somerby, England, and he became a world-renowned poet. Oliver Wendell Holmes was born in Massachusetts. He was a physician and a poet. And Abraham Lincoln was born in Kentucky, and he became the 16th president of the United States. Obviously, many other people were born in that same year. Those are just four that came to what we could call world renown. In the same year where there's wars all over the planet, God said, I'm going to have some birth, I'm going to have some babies born, and they are going to be used by me to do great things. Mothers, understand this and get this. They understand no matter what is happening around us, what's most important is what God is doing in us and through us. And my question to you would be, what is God doing in you and through you? Well, if you're a mom, you're raising kids. And if you've raised them, hopefully you're raising grandkids or getting ready to. God is working in you because his favor is on you. His favor is on you to, for that marriage. His favor is on you for those children. His favor is on you with purpose and with drive and with passion. He honors you with favor. And he wants you to use that favor for his presence and his glory and his kingdom. The next thing the psalmist talks about in Psalm 84 is a word that all mothers know very well, fatigue. <laughs> when God wanted to show us what fatigue was about, he didn't create football, he created mothers. There's just those seasons of fatigue. There's those times when you're just like, I don't have any more, and yet that mother always has more. I've spent, I've done, I've done all I can, I've done everything I possibly can, and yet the mother just keeps on going. The father's asleep on the couch. It's true. You can laugh. You can say amen. You know, it's okay. The mother just keeps going, just keeps moving. And yet mothers get fatigued as well. Mothers get tired. You get tired of changing the diapers and changing this and solving all the problems and all that. Mothers get tired too. But the psalmist writes about that. He says it, he says it we, we reach those points in times when we go through what we call the valley. And he calls it the valley of Baca in verse number 6. He, he calls it the valley of Baca. It means a valley of weeping. That's the definition of it. It is that description of a place that no one wants to go. It's that description of a place of heartbreak and heartache and, and turmoil and, and confusion. No one wants to go there, and yet we all go through. And it seems that because mothers are very in. They're very in touch with their feelings and their understandings, and they're very intuitive to what is happening in other people's lives. It appears to me that women go through that a little bit more than men because of those attributes of a woman, very in touch. If, if, a, woman's, if a mother's child is upset, the mother's upset. Hello? She feels it. And so they go through that valley of weeping, that valley of turmoil, and yet... The psalmist here writes that we as believers and as mothers, we go through those times of down, we go through those times of weeping, and yet we can have the opportunity to turn that into something good. We have the opportunity to say, what am I going to do in this valley? Am I going to be overcome by it? Am I going to make bad decisions in it? 
or am I going to use it to be all I can in Christ? Am I going to use it to make my marriage the best it can be, to make my children flourish and grow in the knowledge of God? What am I going to do in this valley? And he says, those who are righteous, we turn that valley into a pool of strength. He says they go from strength to strength, from pool to pool. Though it is a place of weeping, and we think of the water of our tears, he says those who are following the Lord are those who will turn those down times, those, those downturns into a way of going back up again. It is a strength that they draw in those times. I would submit to you there is a strength that you will find in no other place than in the time of weeping. There's a strength in Christ that you will find in no other place than in those times of weeping. Mothers, I don't have to tell you there are times of heartbreak, there are times of turmoil, there are times of difficulty, but in those moments when you're in the valley of Baca, do not turn them into a situation where you give up, but instead a situation where you turn up. And you go, I am moving on. I am going to follow the Lord with all of my heart. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And my family is going to be blessed even though right now I'm in a down time. I'm going to go into an up time because I'm turning it into a place of strength. Mothers have a way of doing that. They take some of the worst situations and they just make them great. But not without the help of God. As we rest in God and say, God, I don't understand, I don't know, this isn't comfortable, this isn't good, but oh God, please help me in this time to bring about your restoration of my emotions and my thought and my life and the restoration of my family. The last thing we see here in this psalm is that of faith. The psalmist writes, he says, it's better to, to be a, just a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, it's, it's better to be with God for a day. It's better to just serve the Lord and be in his presence than any other place on the planet. He says, those are the things that cause me to, to have faith in the Lord. That no matter what I've been through, and I can look back and see, oh, that was a tough time, but we turned it into an upturn. We turned it into a source of strength before God as we submitted to him. Man, as we look back at that, then we go, man, it's, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to be anywhere else, to dwell anywhere else. I would rather be in his presence, in his favor. I would rather be with the body of Christ serving the Lord than to be anywhere else on the planet. That's because they've turned the valley of Baca into a place of strength and not a place of destruction. It's not a place of quitting. It's a place of moving forward and moving on. It takes a lot of effort. Faith takes effort. The Bible says without works, faith is dead. We don't just simply believe, but we believe and we act. We believe God is going to rescue, and yet we act toward that rescue. We believe God is going to save, and we act toward that saving. Reminds me of a, a pastor that I know. When he was young, he was in his 20s. He wasn't a pastor yet. He was an evangelist, and he traveled churches to different churches and would preach there and all the experience that he was gaining that, during that time period. And he happened to go to California, and he was preaching at a church there, and it had an, an older pastor. He had been there about 20 years, but now he's well into his 80s, and so he was a bit older, and 
And so the pastor was showing him the church facilities, and he was taking, a tour, taking this young evangelist on a tour of the facilities. He says, oh, well, we, we recarpeted this room, and we, we replaced this, and we fixed that, and we went over. And he just, he just went through the whole building showing. And that young evangelist said to the pastor, he's trying to be, I guess, maybe spiritual. He said, well, the Lord really has done great things here, hasn't he? <laughs> and that old pastor looked at him and said, the Lord? You should have seen this place when the Lord had it all by himself. Yes, we trust God. Yes, we believe in the Lord. Say, God bless, help, strengthen. But then after that, we roll up our sleeves and we get to work. And that's what the psalmist is saying. We're going to have faith to believe God and we're going to work until we see what we have believed with our eyes. That's the faith of the Lord. That's the faith of saying, I'm going to persevere through that valley of Baca into the blessings of God, through that downtime into an uptime. Because as it goes, faith always has the test and the challenge. Faith always has the difficulty, but faith always comes out on top. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, that great hall of faith, if you will, that great exposition. He says, oh man, you got to remember, all these that walk by faith, all of these that walk by faith, they had trials and difficulties and temptations, but they came out on top. Faith is where we live. Moms, you do that so well. You live by faith all of the time. You're saying, I'm believing for my marriage. I'm believing for my children. If, you, if it uh, apply, I'm believing for my grandchildren. We're believing for the very best. And God will not disappoint you. But yeah, you got to pull up your sleeves and work. And that's the blessing that we're asking for you as moms. That you not run out of energy. That you not stay in that valley of Baca. There are weeping and there's tears, but we will not stay there. We're going to move on and move up. Amen? And God wants to replenish our moms today, our, our mothers today. God wants to replenish you. You might say, you know, but my life is great. My life is great. I feel like I'm on top. Well, get ready because there's a trial coming and God wants to bless you today in preparation for that. Or maybe you're here today and you're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like, man, I'm running on fumes. You ever been running on fumes before? God wants to replenish you today. God's favor is on you. There is a times of fatigue. But in those times, mothers show us a great example of believing and trusting. No matter what is happening around, no matter what's going on, say, we're going to trust God. As Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.